coming up on this episode of Jonathan Jensen's Invited. I mean, you're invited. Recorded live at the Flushies. So kindly bow or curtsy if you see me drawing near. And give due respect and honor to the loser of the year. Whose tongues are in their cheeks Welcome to the style Invitational Misfits, wags and wits Folks who laugh at naughty bits Here's a show that's fun And educational You will meet our leading losers And learn the way they think Take their tips And maybe you will see your name in ink Empress Pat Aristocrat She'll put out the welcome mat So get in line and file in Soon you will be smiling. Welcome to the Style Invitational. Okay, I got Dave Prevar here, or Prevar, whichever he prefers. The pronunciation's okay. Okay, thanks. So you have about 380 inks, uh, something uh, like that? Yeah, it's over 380 now. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. But perhaps more well-known than for your inks are your prize donations. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those, those are kind of special uh, because... Um, um, when people win enough, uh, the major prizes, like first there was the anchor, we had the Lincoln, uh, in Lincoln Memorial, mm-hmm. we had the clowns, we had the loose cannon, all that. When, when uh, people win a bunch of those, then they, they sort of like, they, they hope to get runner-up sometimes because some of the prizes have been really cool donated over the year, and, uh, and I got some of those. I have an Arnold Schwarzenegger in uh, high heels and a pink <laughs> dress. <laughs> little, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a uh, kind of a um, spill off from a, a collectible type thing. Anyway, there's there's some really stupid things, but the Empress likes silly things. I I don't mail anything to her or give her. I mean, sight unseen. I always run these by her. Uh, go, go buy a, a brunch or something at a brunch. I'll bring a bag or whatever I get, and she rejects them. I just donate them to Goodwill or whatever like that. But then after a while, I got kind of a knack for what's really silly enough, stupid enough. And even some of these old classic things are funny, like the little energy stick. You can hold both ends of it and and just see whether you have energy and not during during the pandemic. Oh, like dowsing sticks. And that's, that's an yeah. old thing. You're creating your own electrical current and stuff like that. So... I always have lots of different sources. Uh, Jonathan Jensen's here. He's, he's tickling the ivories. There he goes. Yeah, we have a we have a pronoun. Oh wow! I almost said pronoun because we have so many word gags and stuff like that. I once took something silly where I was at a Greek festival, mm-hmm. and it was kind of one of these little puppets that you can move the little uh, wood things at the top and make it dance and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And it was kind of a silly, um, I think it was like a flamingo or something. It was just something really silly. And then she looked at it and she said, well, gosh, you know, that uh, that's not really, well, I was at a Greek festival and I saw this little girl going for it and I grabbed it from her <laughs> 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 because I wanted it. Right. <laughs> so you see that little story go along with it. And, and so the, uh, the poor girl, like she's, she cried and now she's devoted her whole life to substituting for Well, <laughs> you know, at that age, she just found something else to ask mommy to buy for. <laughs> you know how that goes. I get a lot of fun out of finding things. You know, edible scorpions and and oh, that was yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
all that kind of stuff. Or I guess something that there was a um, T-shirt. Dalai Lama was spelled such it was it was like a double play on words, uh-huh. and she had such a contest in mind coming up, and so she used it a week later in her, in a contest nice. because it, because also that's another thing if she can find something like the the thumb wrestling uh, you know sumo wrestlers and stuff like that well we had uh, haiku right is a thing so th- those are sometimes okay snuck away to get some quiet we're gonna sneak back out and listen to Jonathan Jensen practice his own tribute song. He's loser of the year for um, year 28, and he is practicing playing his own tribute song. Let's go out. I can't say my own name. Jonathan Jensen is standing before us. Sitting, actually. Let's ring out here with Matt Manito, uh, a very, uh, someone who combines a religious life with uh, the style invitational, right? Yeah, yeah. I, um, I've come up with one, not only with uh, style invitational entries, I've come up with a class, a song parody I wrote for a class at church. Um, I remember we were all in prayer. I was come, I was trying to come up with a song parody for a class where we had a very open final project and this was 2010-2011 so um, Party Rock Anthem by LMFAO was the huge thing and all of a sudden pops into my head Party Barack Anthem and so that ended up being my thing and then for the uh, invite I I remember vividly I was going to the church I was attending at the time for Vacation Bible School and it was Limerick Week and I was just trying to think of limericks on the way, just trying to come up with something. I come up with an F.A. limerick that I'm just like, there's a triple pun at the end. This is going to be real. This could go over really well, and it won the week. Wow. It was, um, the, it was the F.A. limericks. Uh, do you remember? Yes, I do. A physicist humorist, Nell, had a comedy show where she'd tell of her spreadsheeting gaffes. It drew thousands of laughs because farce equals math times Excel. Oh my God, that's fantastic. Yeah. That deserved to win. Thank you. Thank you. For your podcast. Yeah, so Sarah Walsh, you've been on my show and we're finally just meeting in person. Yes. And, but you're clothed because I'm used to your profile picture being, was truth emerging from a well? What is it? Truth emerging from her well to shame mankind. Okay. And it's a pre-Raphaelite image of a an allegorical figure emerging from a well unclothed. So if people are surprised to meet me in clothing, I apologize. Well, you know, I don't know where I should go with that. <laughs> You're perfectly delightful in, 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 in any way I encounter you. <laughs> And Miriam Nadell, how are you doing? All right. uh, Made it here, didn't get stuck in traffic on 66, so that's always a good thing. And I'm getting an opportunity to wear my most punished, nerdy shirt here. Let's see. 
don't drink and derive. Uh, e equals MC squared. Oh my God! All of those equations are wrong. Are they? Yes. Well, e equals MC squared should be correct, right? Or yeah, that's not what it says though. Oh, it doesn't. Oh, okay. Oh, e equals MC cubed. Oh, I see. Yeah. Ah, yeah. I wouldn't this recognize most of those equations anyway. It was a gift when I left uh, a particular job, and uh, they, they were used to my predilection for puns and special ordered this. So. And your teacher says the American Association of Physics Teachers. Right, but so. I was not a physics teacher. Oh, okay. I was an aerospace engineer until I retired. What, what a shame. <laughs> yeah. You disgraced the, the physics of teachers of America. No, you're an yeah. aerospace engineer. Yeah. Wow. That's, um, how many times have you said, well, I, actually, I am a rocket scientist. About 10 million? Um... Well, I always say, you know, rocket science is not actually difficult. It just follow, it follows laws of physics. Right. Now, if you want something that's hard, the creativity is the part that's hard. That's fair point. But, you know, that's, cliches are what they are. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, thanks and enjoy your time here. Thank you. Okay, I'm here with Roy Ashley and, and Gil Glass, and I just, I'm, I'm on the patio here at this party at Steve's house, and I walked in to get a drink, and I noticed there's an indoor pool next to the drink, so like, oh, and there's not that much room, so what are the odds that someone's going to fall into the pool? Well, well Pushton, 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 <laughs> I would say. <laughs> Good point, Roy. Uh, when you say fall, do you mean like accidentally or do you mean like deliberately doing something to appear foolish and silly? Because that's something I could see myself doing. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe I should stick around here to see that then. I thought maybe trip because, you know, knowing, you know, my clumsiness, I thought maybe I'd be the first one to go in. But uh, I think the loser of the year should get thrown in. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, you know, that's, that, a, that's a good idea. Yeah, you know, like the winning coach, you know, that's come on. Right. Instead yeah. of getting Gatorade over them, <laughs> they get, yeah, they get right. plunged hey, in. Hey, All right, nice. About Thanks. Now, Gil Glass is going to cover for me to capture the tribute song for Sam Burton's Loser of the Year for Year 27. Sam's enchanted entries, we turn in the chaffing. Always have a laughing across the DMV, and week after week, as strange as it seems, the ink that he has comes in buckets and streams. Who can explain why the invite bucket? Often enter wise folks never try. Sam's enchanted entries sure befit a loser. He's the top amuser in a crowded field. His songs and Consistently great, burn cabins and clowns at a deceiving Once he arrived here, ink began to flow as 
Jesus, why he's honored in this Enchanted Entries, written by Duncan Stevens and Richard Rogers. Okay. Um, I think Richard I think Rogers might have predated The most improved for year 28, biggest jump of ink from 27 to 28. For year 28, from 25 points to uh, inks to, to 59, Steve Smith. Yay! All right. That's okay. Least improved, biggest drop of ink from 27 to 28. This was, this is astonishing. You must not have won before for year 28, dropping from a record 184 to 97. Oh. I never had. What a 97 and, and, he, and he's stinking up the place. He was also year 24's loser and rookie of the year. Jesse Frankovich or his stand-in, uh, come up. It would be Jesse here. Loser of the Year for Year 28. It's Jonathan Jensen. If you were at our last, or even next to last, I think, winter loser party at the the Langerfoltz household, Jonathan was playing the piano for us. Jonathan is a member of the Baltimore Symphony. plays the bass. But he also plays every other instrument, including the ocarina, the mandolin, the armpit fart, yeah, didgeridoo, and he writes song parodies. I think we have a, a, a musical acceptance song. Every continent adventure for to seek. I've marveled at the sunrise on a Himalayan peak. I've paddled up the Amazon, explored the wild frontier. But it's nothing like the thrill of being loser of the year. I've reached the highest pinnacle a person can attain. At last I know for certain that my life was not in vain. And if I die tomorrow, I can face it with good cheer. Cause I've lived to earn the accolade of loser of the year. So kindly bow or curtsy if you see me drawing near. And give due respect and honor to the loser of the year. So you don't have an acceptance speech? <laughs> Okay, we have the last two losers of the year with us on the podcast, this special podcast uh, to honor the Flushies. We have Sam Mertens from um, year 27 and Jonathan Jensen from 28. Hi, Sam. Hello. And hi, Jonathan. Hi, Mike. We're going right into what Mike liked and what the guest blessed, right into 1454. That was the, um, if people came down from space and saw our weird civilization, what kind of funny comments they would make. Let's let Sam go first. So Sam, why don't you start with your fourth place winner? My fourth place would probably be, these humans go about having the most awful thoughts. I'm embarrassed even to hear them. I can't believe how few of them even know about tinfoil caps. <laughs> Who's that by? Uh, that is by uh, uh, Jesse Frankovich and Beverly Sharp. Fairly similar ideas. Two great names in one. How about you, Jonathan? Okay, you can call this what Jensen mentioned. How about oh, that? 
That's it. So uh, my fourth place is uh, every four years, the civilization holds a ritual contest in which the winner, or sometimes inexplicably the loser, becomes president, which <laughs> apparently means most hated person in America. <laughs> and this is one of the ones that I like because it's more or less true. Oh, yes, that is John Gearhart uh, from Des Moines. And not even an inside the beltway guy. Nice. <laughs> it was by Duncan Stevens. Yeah, every 10 years, a government agency sends representatives to every house in the country to determine whether its doorbells work. That's by, uh, that's by Duncan. Um, well, now I need a new number three. And I need a new number two. Oh. <laughs> well, we don't have to. Uh, we just skip those then. There's often repeats. I can pick another. Don't worry about it. Okay. Sam, you're up for number three. So all three of us picked one that was not even in the top four by the, by the Empress. Few artifacts from that era remain except for billions of narrow tubes that archaeologists have determined were used for siphoning liquid from drinking vessels. Hilde Zampella. Nice. <laughs> We've all been told that those things are going to last forever, and sure enough. Jonathan, your turn, number three. Every human is tired. Every human enjoys complaining about this fact unless someone else has suggested that the human seems tired, in which case the human enjoys denying it. <laughs> and this is one of these funny things that I never even realized is true until I thought about it. That that's exactly right, and uh, no wonder a an alien would pick up on that. That's by Coleman Glenn. That is 99.9% of the time right, except for today. I found an exception to the rule because I said, Sam, you look tired. And he said, I am tired. <laughs> and it wasn't meant to be an insult by any means. Um, well, as one. We're good. Good. <laughs> Let's see. My number three is... Employees of milk carton factories lose a disproportionate number of children. <laughs> Very uh, short and sweet. That's my number three by Jesse Rifkin. How about your number two, Sam? As they travel about in their wheeled vehicles, humans often greet, each, uh, greet other drivers with loud bursts of sound. These drivers respond with similar bursts or a friendly extension of the third digit. <laughs> Perhaps we can get the... Uh, get the author of this one to comment on it but uh, i think it's pretty self-explanatory oh well thank you for picking that one i thought that was my strongest entry and uh was glad to see it made the cut um, i imagine there were probably a lot involving cars in our society nice job there jonathan Very you good. beat out all the rest <laughs> you're number two now um, well, I had already picked um, the same one from Duncan Stevens about every 10 years, the government agency checking people's doorbells. So I'm just okay. going to stick that. We both like that one then. A good one to stick with. Let's see. My number two. Here we go. It is by Terry Berg Smith. Anal according to video evidence, pizza delivery man, pizza delivery man was apparently once a high status occupation that made males instantly desirable to females. <laughs> by Terry Berg Smith and uh, actually portrays the fact that in at a certain point back in my life, I did see one or two of those movies. So, um, or at least those portions. So very funny. Now to our number one for 1454, Sam. Many police officers of the 2020s are fully robotic, but must constantly charge their batteries by sitting in their cars all day with the engines running. <laughs> Who is that by? That is by Frank Mann. 
And I, I, I'm a sucker for shots of the figures of authority, especially uh, unelected figures. Excellent. Jonathan, you're number one. I also picked a Frank Mann entry. While excavating some 21st century female graves, our archaeologists uncovered a curious practice of burying the deceased with two plastic bags of salt water. <laughs> now, when after the few seconds it took me to figure this out, I mean, that, that, that's genius. It is. And this is really weird because my number one was also a Frank Mann one, but a third different one. But it was the one that... Um, at third place, humans are incredibly fast readers. In seconds, they absorb pages of incomprehensible technical data and legal disclaimers before declaring, I accept the terms and conditions. That's, uh, that's brilliant. Three Frank Mann, three different Frank Manns, we all picked for number one. Damn, that's, that's damn good work, Frank Mann. All right, let's move on to the next week, which was failed first lines. And I must say, I, I submitted 20 different items to this. And I thought at least 10 of them were really good. You know how many how much ink I got? Bubkiss, nothing. So oh, I, um, I feel you. As saying here, I thought it was one of my strongest entries. And like, you know, and last week I had only a few and got in. So that's just the way of the, the invite. I like you guys. I felt that I phoned my entries in and um, the results speak for themselves. Apparently I, I did. <laughs> <laughs> let's go back to sam let's start with your number four all right this one very personal reasons and you my pink-eyed girl <laughs> and kevin dopo you gotta sing it you don't want that okay you, know, you, you, you don't want that but uh no uh, the, the personal reasons are uh, i just uh, uh helped my son uh, uh record brown eye girl on clarinet so of course <laughs> it struck a bell but i had right. to bring Nice. Jonathan, what's your number four? A woman is like a tea bag, hot for a short time, <laughs> then lumpy and soggy. Uh, that's by Marnie Penning Coleman. Of course, originally by Eleanor Roosevelt, who I believe there are very, various versions, but it's something like a woman is like a tea bag. She doesn't know how strong she is until you, <laughs> until you put her in hot water, which is a brilliant analogy which makes the fact that someone could come up with another brilliant analogy comparing a woman to a teabag, you know, even more impressive. That is, I agree with you. I didn't instantly recognize the quote. I mean, I knew I heard it somewhere, but I couldn't remember what it was. And I was like, that's really good. I just can't remember what the, and so that didn't make my list just because I'm, an, I'm ignorant. If I, if I were better read, I would have probably picked that one. My number four was by Eric Nelton. No, but it wasn't a dream. It was a place. And you, and you, and you, and you were there. Not you, though. That was by Eric Nelkin. Sam, number three. I just want to say one word to you. Polytetraflora ethylene. <laughs> Duncan Stevens. Excellent. Jonathan, you're up. Number three. The only thing we have to fear is a collapsing bank system, plus huge unemployment, dust all over the Great Plains, and some nut in Germany. <laughs> Stephen Dudzik. Very funny. Now, I just realized my number three was, from, was by the host, the host of the Flushies. I didn't intend to do this, but that's what worked out. Steve Leifer in Potomac, who has a lovely house and, and did a great job hosting and, and um, welcoming us. My name is Inigo Montoya. 
you killed my father. You'll be hearing from my attorney. <laughs> that um, pretty much sums up modern day America. So that's number th- my number three. Over to you. Back to you, Sam. Number two. I grow old. I grow old. I shall wear the tops of my trousers at the level of my nipples. <laughs> yes, Elliot. Daniel Nowlin, uh, Fairfax Station, Virginia. Howlin' Nowlin. Great job. Jonathan, you're number two. Because I could not stop for debt. <laughs> I, 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 that's by Emily. No, it's by Emily Dickinson. But it, the, uh, the, the joke is by Rob Huffman of Fredericksburg, Virginia. I, I always I tend to go for the short, sweet ones. And that's definitely one of those. There were so many of them on this list that I wanted to put in. And that was definitely one of them. Didn't make mine, but it was damn close. My number two was by, we've heard of this guy before, Duncan Stevens. The first rule of Fight Club is newest member <laughs> brings the donuts. That's so counter to the, the both the macho and the anti-materialistic um, consumerist ethos of the movie. That, that's just really, that's really great. Number one, let's go to Sam. Here's my wish list, MLK. That's one for Frank Maddox. I like that one because it, it, you know, I mean, it's humorous. It's very short, quick to the point, And it underscores just how important delivery is. You could tell what the quote was without there not being a single word that's the same or, you know, it's completely different. That's, that's the brilliance of that one. Excellent. Jonathan, you're number one. I actually chose the one that won the contest, a quote from Admiral David Farragut, which is, Torpedoes, damn, <laughs> by Marley Melton. And uh, this is another one that has a pithy elegance to it. In fact, it's the shortest entries, only two words. So that just underscores the brilliance. My number one by Jesse Frankovich. A census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some jelly beans. <laughs> I can't even say it without laughing. I ate his liver with some jelly beans and a yoo-hoo. Um, there's, there's a funny story with the real quote to that. The, oh, yeah? The, the uh, fava beans and the nice Chianti. That actually is a diet that's off limits to people taking a certain medication that uh, Hannibal Lecter should have been on. And it's his clever way of saying, I wasn't taking my meds. Wow. Where'd you hear that? Director's cut or something? Oh, I probably read it on the internet somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> that's so it has to be true, right? That, exactly. I, I believe it. You said it convincingly and it sounds good. So gents, thanks for, for doing this. Congratulations to both of you again for being loser of the year. That's incredibly difficult to do. Anytime. our guest be our guest come back soon as we suggest you're invited is excited when you join our chatter fest get the dirt get the scoop while we're joking about poop or our leaders latest gaffin or some puns to leave you laughing did bob stack talk some smack did the czar give us some flack were there entries from last week that we have blessed Tune in to hear some more about our invite lore. Come be our guest, be our guest, be our guest. 
Sarah Walsh plays a game. Jeff and Eldon, they're not lame. Let Chris Doyle and Danielle Nowlin leave you howling just the same. Learn the myth of Chuck Smith, jokes that wow you with their pith. Duncan Stevens, he's amusing. And Bev Sharp, she wins by losing. Just stay tight with the Vite, where the Empress keeps it light. And the losers hope she's suitably impressed. Come on and lend an ear, cause you're invited here to be our guest, be our guest, be our guest. <laughs>